You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 210 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight, we talk about kind acts, small bits of comedy, and some unarticulated thoughts that hopefully will come out in a halfway coherent manner that makes you think something. Well, they'll make you think something, but hopefully it'll be something good. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Wednesday, hump day. I got some coffee right here. Mm-mm-mm. And it's um 5.56 p.m. as I start to record this right now because I got a lot to do tonight. I got some guitar lessons coming in. There's the vice presidential debate, which I'm not watching. And I'll tell you why. Because I know, well, actually, nobody cares. But here's the thing. If you listen to this beforehand, feel free to join me in an alternate activity. Because I gave 90 minutes of my life to that last that last dumpster fire. And I'm sure this one will be a little bit less. But the thing is, is that's 90 minutes that I can't get back. Instead of wondering wh- what planet these politicians are from, I'm going to observe a planet. I'm going to pull all three of the telescopes out in the front yard. And we're going to study Mars because Mars is getting, October is the the best time to look at Mars for the next 15 years. So that's what I'm going to be doing instead. Because, you know, we live in a society that is constrained by certain things. And that's not a bad thing. It keeps us all sane in a certain way. For example, I was was at work today and uh, I was walking down the hall and I saw a couple of my, my buddies, some of the other staffers there, and I said, oh... Oh, Barbara, Alice, make sure this doesn't happen to me. I point to a guy on the TV and was wearing a white fedora and a stitched denim uh, jacket. And I said, I know I'm dangerously close. I was wearing my skimmer hat, my boating hat, and my suspenders. I said, I know I'm close, but don't let me turn into that. From the look on their face, it seemed that I'd already gone over the ledge. But still, so society has these certain bounds. It's going to be Trump or Biden. Hate to break it to you, but it's going to be one of those guys. So, not saying don't be informed, but the thing is, is it's really a mire pit. And I want to say, I'm going to go look at the sky instead. So that's what I'm doing. You don't have to do that. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. So, speaking of society putting constraints on us, it's an interesting thing. When we show up at a place, it's probably advisable to play by the rules. When I go into work, there are certain rules that the health department sets out that I always abide by. Might poke a little fun at them along the way, though. I'll give you an example. So today, this is a good example of how comedy, subversion, all these interesting things all tie together. So today I go in and everybody's wearing these massive goggles. It looks like if Elton John designed workshop safety equipment goggles. I said, what's up with all the goggles, man? And they're like, yeah, you got to wear them. I said, what? So, you know, I haven't learned my lesson. I go marching into the nurse's station and say, what's up with the goggles? And they say, oh, yeah, you got to wear them. I said, everywhere? They said, yep. It's why? Well, health department says so. I said, oh, brother. Here's a pair. So I put them on, and I'm walking around with these things. And that's the thing. If I'm there, I'm going to play by the rules. Elton John glasses. I'm like, I need to accessorize them. So I drew some eyebrows on them and then put Ray-Ban on the side with a Sharpie. 
it wasn't quite enough. So midway through the day, I go into the activities office and I rummage around. I didn't have to rummage far. And I found a build a leprechaun kit. There was a whole bunch of them. If any of my bosses are listening to this, yes, it's true. I sacrificed a build a leprechaun kit to the greater good. Found googly eyes. You know, the little white circles with the little black circles and that moves around there's a little plastic covering and I glued these to the front of my goggles so people are like what's up with your eyes and then oh it's someone walking down the hall and there's this one fellow there we get along very well he's very subdued and, and I've never really seen him laugh and I walk around the corner and I shake my head so the eyes do that and he sees it and he bursts out laughing it's almost the highlight of the day so, you know, the state can come out and spin their little wheel and say, uh, today this is going to keep you safe. And yes, I'll go along with it because that's what I'm there to do. But they didn't specify googly eyes. I probably should have glued them in a different place, though, because it was kind of hard to, <laughs> to see where it was going. And then the mask, kept, the, the mask kept fogging up my goggles. They were working against each other. And so there's rainbows around everything and I couldn't really see. And midway through the day, I'm just kind of getting a little discouraged and a little worn down, a little burnt out. You know, you, you, you really like put a lot out there. And I think that's a better way than not. More on that in a second too. That's the, the partially articulated thought rattling around in my skull. So just when I was feeling a little bit blue, I glance up through the fog and the haze and the googly eyes and I see like this little elfin figure in the hall and it was one of my senior buddies there. And she comes out and she says, this is for you. And it was this little blue plaque, this handmade, wonderful little piece of art. There was um, music notes on it and it was painted real cool and a treble clef music symbol and, and a little wooden violin and it said DJ Josh and this lady's daughter had made it for me as a thank you it was really perfect it couldn't have come at a better time so I'm gonna put it on my DJ cart I gotta bring in some lumber so I can put it in a place where it won't get scratched when I get on the elevator and it's just it's just awesome it's just really nice that we can appreciate each other like that and show each other and that's such an important thing even in the midst of something that's just so grinding as COVID I was talking to one of my buddies up at the front desk and she was saying about, yeah, this is just such a, a long thing. And I said, yeah. And we were both saying that we we're going to be glad when it's over. And then, you know, I've been, I've read this thought years ago. It was in Stephen Levine's book, Who Dies? Great book. Um, and it, he was quoting some, I think it I don't know, some Eastern mystic was talking about how some other Eastern mystic would be a holy guy and he would have dreams that he would went to heaven and he would wake up sobbing and people said, well, why are you scared? And he said, and he, his whole thing was an open heart. He was really working on an open heart. And they said, why are you sad? Why are you crying? You know, you're having a dream, you're going to heaven. And he goes, well, I think I'd rather go to hell because I could do more good there. Uh, that thought always has stuck with me. That's an interesting thing. 
where can we do the most good? As an artist and an entrepreneur, I've been extraordinarily selfish in, in many of my aims. I always thought, okay, well, I want to pursue an alternative path in life because I wanted to. And I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking that. But I'm starting to see that I was missing something, and, and that was meaning. You know, I, I got some of what I set out to do. You know, there's no Ferrari in the driveway. And there's part of my mind thinks, well, maybe that's, maybe if there was a Ferrari in the driveway, I wouldn't be saying this. You know, maybe what I'm about to say is justification for there not being a Ferrari in the driveway, which is quite possible. And probably some of that is mixed in there. So being scientifically objective as much as possible here. But what I was aiming for and I had achieved pre-COVID was an interesting day. An interesting day surrounded by interesting things. Records, music, guitars, telescopes, all these cool little knickknacks and what have you. Well, I got them. I'm very grateful for that. And it got them mainly through the kindness and goodwill of many wonderful people I know. So, yes, I certainly worked hard, but a lot of people gave me a chance. A lot of people were generous, and it was really a team effort. So, um, that's great, but there was something missing. And as COVID set in and I started working here during such a difficult time, the, the artistry became of service to people. Selecting songs, playing, bringing a guitar in, playing people, showing people a weird plant, whatever, whatever, right? Something that, that is fun to do on a normal day. It, it, had a new meaning and it was useful to somebody and it would pull people up and keep them afloat you know come out listen to your song let's you know remember let's sing together let's do these things let's sing a spiritual together I learned how to pronounce Mahalia Jackson all these things right so usefulness is something that I'm really taken with now so how can my art be of service to people? And then it becomes much less about me. And that's kind of a difficult thing too, because you, you're like, well, there's part of you that you have to let go, but maybe that part's selfish. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about this, but it, it all comes back to that guy talking about having an open heart in hell. And I think I can't speak for other artists, although I suspect this might be the same, but I know for me, I was aiming at a heaven of of arts where I'm just surrounded by ease and comfort. And that was the path to happiness. But now surrounded by people going through a pandemic and having to wear goggles that fog up and still playing the records, that gives a lot more meaning to what I'm doing, although it certainly tires me out. So that's what I'm thinking about. How can things be of service to people? Even the googly eyes, it's fun and it's funny, but maybe that can be a little spark for people. And not that I'm taking googly eyes seriously, okay? But it sure was fun. So that's a couple of the thoughts rattling around in my head. 
Hope that's of service to you. I wanted to do this early because I'm going to go look at Mars later and not watch the debate. Do as you wish. But, especially if you watch the debate, let's get centered with some deep breaths. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. And last one. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. There we go. Wiggle your toes. Open your eyes. And to sum up, in part, more for me than anybody, just to try to wrap my thoughts up here, we're bounded by systems. This is not a bad thing. We can choose how we participate in them. And then where are we needed? How can we be of service? Have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.